You're listening to the Grace Covenant Statesville audio podcast. Today we get the privilege of starting a new uh, series entitled Getting in Shape. Now, over the next four weeks, we get to discuss spiritual disciplines that's going to help us in our spiritual uh, bodies, so to speak, to be strengthened and to be uh, encouraged. It'll help us to get us into shape. Now, I thought about coming this morning and doing some sort of competition to see if there's anybody here that can do more push-ups than I could. But then I saw Sam walk in the door, and I said, oh, man, he's a track runner. He probably, <laughs> he probably could outdo it. No, I'm just picking. But we're not going to do aerobics on stage or anything over the next four weeks, but we are going to talk about ways that we can strengthen our spiritual muscles, so to speak, strengthen our lives spiritually. And there's going to be some really interesting uh messages and disciplines that we're going to talk about over the next four weeks. So I'm, I'm excited. How many know that being in shape in our bodies has value, right? If, if you get too much weight, sometimes the doctor says you need to back off a little bit. Now, I realize that some of you have the philosophy, like I've held for many years, that round is a shape. Right? So if you're already in that kind of shape, I'm not talking to you, but the doctors sometimes will want you to get in shape a little bit or work out sometimes. I know me and Mike talked about CrossFit, you know, a little while, and I did that for a while, and it was was very fun. It's very uh, draining, so to speak. Um, I Actually, this week I did seven miles. I was proud of myself throughout the week in four days. So about... (laughs) Not in the car. In, in the car, probably about a 200 miles, but I could have said that, and that would have been much more uh, theatrical in, in statement. But anyway, walked slash ran seven miles throughout the course of the week, which is good for me, as opposed to sitting on the couch doing nothing, right? But uh, doing some pull-ups and things. Some of us actually work out kind of like Mark, Mark Lowry says. He says, I do one sit-up a day. He says, I get out of bed in the morning, that's half. I lay down at night, that's the other half. So if you're like that, you know, what does the Bible say about training? What does the Bible say? First Timothy, it says this. It says, train yourself to be godly, for physical training is of some value, but godliness has value for what? All things. Holding promise for both what? The present life and the life to come. So there's some value. It doesn't say disregard physical training. It says it has some value. But the more important value of training our our minds and our hearts and our bodies comes from spiritual training and godliness. Because it says it has values, value for all things, for the present life and the life to come. So it doesn't get off off the hook for physical training. But Paul goes on in several verses in, in Corinthians and Ephesians. He says this, act like men and be strong. He tells people that. He said, be strong and in the Lord and in the strength of His might. And then finally he says, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. So over the next four weeks, we're going to be talking about how to get strong in Christ Jesus. How to get strong in your faith. And that's something that we are 
just so excited about. Obviously, there's going to be a, a, a portion of this message today that's talking about prayer and fasting. Those are the two disciplines that we were covering. There's going to be a fasting guide that you can download off the Internet, off the app, or you can also have a physical copy that is here today at the back at Guest Central if you'd like to stop by and check it out. And I'm sure I'll talk about that at the end. But those are some tools that we are giving you to empower you. Maybe there's someone in here who's never done a fast or never prayed before, and that's okay. We want to start you out somewhere. And guess what? It's just an easy tool we can get in your hands. But spiritual disciplines are personal and corporate disciplines that promote spiritual growth and produce godliness in our lives. How many of you know that spiritual disciplines are tough to maintain sometimes? It's just like a physical training regiment at 4.30 in the morning, 4.45 if you will. It's tough to get out of bed when it's 5 degrees outside. I know some crazy, crazy idiots called F3 that meet no matter what temperature it is because I've been watching them on Facebook. It was 8 degrees this morning. We ran 6 miles. I'm like, y'all are crazy. My lungs would freeze at 8 degrees. I'm not, I'm not interested in doing that. I'll stay in bed. Thank you. I'll, I'll go to the treadmill indoors where it's semi-heated. But God has given us disciplines of the spiritual life as a means of receiving His grace. The disciplines allow us to place ourselves before God so that He can transform us. Now, I don't know about you, but I want to place my life in front of the Lord so He can transform me and use me how He wants me to be used. Because certain times we have our own plans and our own agendas, right? And those oftentimes get wrecked when we let the Holy Spirit take over. When we let God take over, our plans get wrecked sometimes. Why? Because it's not His plan. But I want His plan to take place in my life so I can be used. He, he, he can transform any day, my, my marriage, my parenting, my community, my church. Wherever I am in leading, He needs to take control and transform. So as I said before, today we're going to focus on two disciplines, prayer and fasting. And they kind of go synonymously, they kind of go together. But first we're going to be talking about the spiritual uh, discipline of prayer. Colossians chapter 4, verse 2 says this, Devote yourselves to prayer. Be watchful and thankful. Devote yourselves to prayer. Does that mean that we should take it seriously if it says that? Absolutely. Because Jesus talks about prayer too. In fact, in the book of Matthew, he says this, when you pray, go into your room. Go into a clo closed door and pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Now there's all kinds of things that Jesus said about prayer. It says, when you pray, don't, don't pray on a street corner. Don't be loud about it. Don't be like the pagans. It said, what does he say? Go into a small secret place, a place where it is unseen, and pray to your Father. You know, I, I really have the belief that if we spend a lot more time in prayer than we did on Facebook complaining about how things are bad, then we sure would be a whole lot different as a church. Would you agree? If we spent half as much time praying as we did complaining about how things in our society were, man, it'd be a whole different world. And I'm guilty of that too. But man, how different would the world look if we committed our lives to the spiritual discipline of prayer? Because our lives can be changed. Situations can be changed. Chains can be broken. And God can reveal Himself to us. So three things about prayer this morning. The first is this. Prayer is the means of connecting in relationship with God. 
Prayer is the means of connecting with relationship with God. That's how we communicate with God. We don't have to go to a third party to communicate with God. Aren't you glad for that? We don't have to confess our sins to anybody except for Christ. Why? Because He died for us. He paid the price for us. We don't have to do that. Jesus, in Mark chapter 1, verse 35, it says this, Very early in the morning... How many like early? Not me. While it was still dark, that's real early, Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. Now, Jesus wanted to make time to be alone. Because how many know that by 7 or 8 o'clock, you're spent? You know, people have been pulling for your attention, and sometimes 10 or 11 o'clock in some cases. Right? you got kids, and you got jobs, and school, and sports, and things like that, guess what? It could be 10 or 11 o'clock before you get a moment to say, Phew. right? You know? It might be you're working back-to-back. You know, my wife, uh, Tuesday, uh, she, she worked all day. She was on call till 5, so she, she worked till 5, and then she got called back in at 11 that night, worked till 3.30 that night, and then got up at 7.30 and went back to work. Now, if you like that, you might not get a breath at all, right? She was she just, it, her day to take shift. But Jesus said it's important to get up early in the morning because why? Nobody's up. Nobody's going to bother you. There's no texts. There's no phone calls. No businesses. No telemarketers. Guess what? Nobody's bothering you at 3 or 4 in the morning. In fact, I know a guy who, who gets up at 3 a.m. every day. And Pastor Farrell even gets up at... Four, every day. Because he's alone. There's no distractions. There's nothing to bother him. Jesus said he got up, he went out to a solitary place. He's even up before CNN or Good Morning America, right? It's a time of solitude. It's a time to get things done. Jesus wanted to start his day communicating and connecting with God the Father. Acts chapter 6, verse 4 says this, And we will give our attention to prayer and the ministry of the world. word. But here's the cool thing. Prayer isn't something we have to recite, I mean, although it can be. It's not something we have to recite the same way every time. Although we can recite prayers. But it's not something we have to just go around and memorize and then repeat. We have the freedom to con- converse, communicate, if you will, with God. It's a privilege to be able to communicate like that because it's a conversation. It's a relationship. Yesterday I was cleaning something off the floor and God gave me this thought. People of other faiths can bow and kneel to their God and pray five times a day. Recite a ritual prayer that's repeated. They can devote themselves to that and yet we can't even get on our knees one time a week sometimes, one time a month or even a year, some some. Some of us, right? Why is that so? Why are they so devoted? Yet we have the answer. We have the truth. The living God. Our effectiveness as a church, our effectiveness as people would look much different if we spent more time in prayer. Would you agree? Good. One person. People would be healed. Chains would be broken. Addictions would be broken. Spend time in prayer. Some of, the, some of the most desperate times in my life, all I could do is say, God, I can't do anything. All I can do is pray. I didn't have a job. 
I didn't have income. Tiffany didn't have a job. Tiffany didn't have income. Goodness gracious, we were like, what are we going to do? But time after time after time, if you pray, if you seek God's face, He will give you what you need. He shows Himself to us, but we have to connect in a genuine relationship with Him. I would just want to see one day what our churches, what our communities, what our families would look like if we spent time in the discipline of prayer. So not only is prayer the way we communicate with God, but prayer is also, number two, the way we partner with God in His work. How many want to be on the winning team? How many want to be on God's side? I like being on God's side because it just means I'm going to win, right? He's already won. It means we're on the winning team. First uh, Corinthians 3 says this, You are co-workers in God's service. You are God's field, God's building. How many know that church isn't a building? Church is the people, right? And if we're collectively praying together for the same common goal, goodness gracious, we could bust open the doors of Statesville and things would never be the same again. But we have to commit ourselves to the discipline of prayer because it's the way we partner with God's work. If we don't have a prayer line, a communication line open with God, it's nearly impossible to know what He wants us to do. Pastor Bill Hobbles, in his book, Walk Across the Room, says this, I'm more convinced than ever before that the absolute highest value in personal evangelism is staying attuned and cooperative with the Holy Spirit. How are we supposed to, how do we expect to win people for Jesus if we're not willing to pay the price in prayer? It's not going to get done on its own, so we have to partner with God. We have to follow the direction and leading of God. Another good book to, to listen to as far as prayer is Robert Morris's book, Frequency. It's a really good book. And it actually says, God is speaking all the time. Do you hear Him? God is speaking all the time because He wants us to partner with Him. What does He say? My children know my voice. So we got to know His voice. Not only can we partner with His work, but thirdly today, prayer is the avenue through which God's power is released. There was a man in my church uh, 20 years ago probably, probably when I was 10, 11 maybe, said, um, Daniel, I want you to go home and memorize Jeremiah 33.3. Okay? So I went home, and I didn't memorize Jeremiah 33.3. Did not look at it. Next Sunday, he comes back. He said, did you read it? I said, nope. I was honest. So go back and read it. So next week, I read it. And here's what it said. I've remembered it all these years since then. Call to me, Jeremiah 33, 3. Call unto me, and I will answer you and tell you great and unsearchable things that you don't know. And another translation says, and you can't find out. Call to me. Jesus is just asking us, he says, call to me, and I'm going to give you the answer. Because there are things in our life that we don't know. There are situations in our life that we face that we have no clue how to deal with them. I pray for protection for my wife and son as they travel down the road. I, I pray for protection for them as they go wherever. That's a prayer I pray. Why? Because I believe fully in the power of God's protection. I believe fully in the power of prayer as healing. That's why sometimes in my life when I've had pain, the first step is not going to the doctor. The first step is going to prayer. 
And that's the way I live. Call to me and I'll answer you and tell you great and unsearchable things that you don't know and can't find out. God's power is released through our prayers. Listen, if it won't for my praying mama and my praying grandmother, I would not be here today doing what I'm doing. Because that kept me from a lot of stuff. Not saying I didn't experience temptation, not saying I'm perfect by any stretch. But goodness gracious, if I would be in a different situation if they hadn't have been praying over my life. There was times where I, I just remember that there was a shooting at a mall that we were at. I mean, all kinds of different things that you could just go through my life and say God's hand has been on me because of prayer. Not because of anything I've done or anything great I've done, but because of prayer. Power of prayer. Power to pray with people and help men broken hearts. Power to help restore marriages, broken relationships. Power to give, power to receive. To bless, to be a blessing. Power to lead people to Jesus Christ. Power to know when somebody needs a helping hand. Power to communicate with an almighty God. And healing power. So prayer is very important because it's a way we communicate with God. It's a way we partner with God and it's how His power is released. But the second spiritual discipline we're talking about today is fasting. And I think they go hand in hand if you'll follow with me. But fasting involves giving up food in Scripture for the purpose of seeking God's face, seeking God's purpose, seeking God's direction, seeking a breakthrough in our lives. Matthew chapter 6 also says, When you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face, so that it will not be obvious to men that you are fasting, but only to your Father who is unseen. And your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Do you hear something similar through those two things? We talked about prayer. He said, do it in secret so your Father will reward you. And then fasting, do it in secret so your Father will reward you. You know why he says put oil on your head, wash your face, because the ashes would have given it away that they used that someone was fasting. So he said, clean your face, clean up, clean up when you go in public, because it's not, you're not doing it for them. You don't need to be showy about it, just like our prayer. Man, I had great men of faith in my life that prayed mighty prayers. And I always wanted to pray mighty prayers until I started stumbling over my words. I always tried to copy those great big words and... Fabulous prayers. There's nothing wrong with a fabulous prayer, folks, but I'm just saying. I tried to mimic that when I was growing up, and that is not the right attitude because then I started realizing that I speak to God out of my own heart. And when I started doing that, things really changed because it was real, it was genuine. We don't have to sound good. We don't have to look good, if you will. Because it says here, only to your Father who is un seen the spiritual discipline of fasting partnered with prayer is not a means to impress God it's not a means to earn his acceptance you already have his acceptance but it can bring special breakthrough when those situations present itself because fasting is one of the most powerful spiritual tools that we have at our disposal so is prayer The Bible has many examples of people fasting and even countries and cities fasting before a major victory, a miracle, or an answer to prayer. So if today in your life you need a miracle, you need God to show up and show off, 
then you need to start with prayer and fasting. Maybe you've never fasted before, as we talked about. Maybe you've never prayed before, and that's exactly why we're going over this today. We have made those resources available so you can start somewhere. So the first thing about fasting is this. You can break through to deeper relationship with God through surrender. Ephesians chapter 4 says this, You were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by deceitful desires, to be made new in the attitude of your minds, and to put on the new self, created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. We have to surrender our lives, our wants, our desires, our agendas to what God wants. And I found when I've done that, my life is more successful. When I give up what I want, we talked about this briefly before, and I submit to Him, things go a different way. So when we give up something that is important to us through fasting, it might be a meal or a certain type of food, we put the Lord over our physical wants and desires. We submit and surrender that physical will to Him. And I can't really explain it, I just ask you to try it. Because it's tough to explain the power of giving up food for Christ, for God, for a breakthrough in a relationship with Him. Because prayer and fasting requires surrender. Both of those things require surrender. And so that's why we're talking about it today. So not only do we need to surrender to have a breakthrough and a deeper relationship with God, but we need also a breakthrough to find God's help in time of crisis. How many know we all will experience crisis at some point in our lives? Jesus tells us, in this world you will have trouble, right? But the cool thing is, He gives us the strength. He gives us the resources. Listen to this passage in 2 Chronicles 20. After this, the Moabites and Amabites, whatever it is, with some of the Midianites came to wage war against King Jehoshaphat. Some people came and told Jehoshaphat, a vast army is coming against you from Edom, from the other side of the Dead Sea. Alarmed, Jehoshaphat resolved to inquire of the Lord and listen what he did. He proclaimed a fast for all of Judah, the whole country. He knew they were on under attack. He knew it was coming. What did they do? Did they get their, their weapons ready? Did they line up 50,000 troops? Did they prepare the walls and shut the gates? No, the first thing the Bible says they did was he called a nationwide fast. The people of Judah came together to seek help from the Lord. Indeed, they came from every town in Judah to what? To seek him. The people came from every town to seek the Lord. Man, he ended up winning the battle, right? Man, if we would just stop and surrender and and pray and fast, we'd have a breakthrough. Our community would have a breakthrough. Our families would have a breakthrough. Our church, our nation, for crying out loud, don't we need it? We need a breakthrough And it's important to realize when we get together as a faith group, when we get together as a church, as a community, as a state, as a nation, to seek help from the Lord. There's a verse also that says what? If my people who are called by my name will what? Humble themselves and seek my face, pray. Guess what he's going to do? Heal their land. 
And that's what we have to do. It's going to be amazing if we can fast and pray. Because we can call on God. He's going to come through. He's not going to leave us or forsake us. In my own life, I've had certain troubles, certain trials, certain problems that I've had to call on God for because it was the only option. There's other times where I knew He was the first option, right? In a different place at a different time. I was like, all right, we're not doing this my way anymore. You got me in trouble last time. We're in a different place because we know that fasting can bring breakthrough in times of crisis. Third and lastly today is this. We need breakthrough to hear the direction of the Lord. The worship team is going to start coming. We're going to repeat that last song, Build My Life, after the, the sermon here. But listen to this. Don't, don't, don't check out yet. Last point here is this. Breakthrough to hear the direction of the Lord. Is there anybody in here today that needs to hear direction from the Lord? I do. I don't know what tomorrow brings. I need direction from the Lord. I don't know what ten years from now brings. Guess what? I need direction from the Lord. Acts 13, 2-4 says this, While they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work which I have called them. So after they had fasted and prayed, they placed their hands on them and sent them off. What did it say? It said, After they had fasted and prayed, they sent them off. And later it says, They were sent on their way by the Holy Spirit, and it lists the cities that they traveled to. But without the fasting and the prayer, through that direction of the Holy Spirit, they wouldn't have known where to go. They were following His leading. Paul's missionary journey was a whole leading of God's Spirit. He followed after the Lord. Maybe today you need a breakthrough to hear direction of the Lord. Maybe you're at a crossroads with a, a job or or a situation in your, your family or your work or whatever it is. If we follow the Bible's example, we start with fasting and prayer. The example I'll close with is this. David was a famous king. He started out as a, just a regular shepherd. You know the story. He defeats some really big giants in his life. But in 2 Samuel 5, it says this. And I'll just set just a little bit of background. He just got elected the king of Israel. And lack of a better word, crap starts hitting the fan. He's in trouble. The nation's in trouble. Everything's starting to crumble. But David seeks the Lord. And he prayed and fasted. It says this. I watched the Lord break through my enemies like a mighty flood. You ever heard that before in Scripture? I watched the Lord break through my enemies like a mighty flood, so he named the place the Lord broke through. I want you and I over the next 21 days to be able to name something in our life the Lord broke through. Something that God is something that God is dealing with in your heart. I want it to be able to be a place like King David to say, the Lord broke through. But I can't help you do that. I can pray with you. But you ultimately have the power in your hand to pray and fast and seek the breakthrough that God has for you. I'm speaking right now prophetically, I think. I'm feeling this. 
David prayed and he fasted and then the Lord swallowed up his enemies like a mighty flood and he named the place the place where the Lord broke through. Would you stand and close your eyes with me today? Bow your head and just reflect on your own heart and life. Is there an area in your life and in your mind and in your heart and your very soul that you need the Lord to break through? There's a couple people in here today that are desperate for the Lord to break through. Goodness knows I might be one of them. I can just say I am one of them. Lord's got to break through. I can't do it on my own. It's not just a belief, but it's an action. Taking time in prayer. It might be an early time. It might be a late time. But get alone with God. Make it a priority to use the, the tools our church is resourcing you with to change your life. Name the place in your life the, the place that God broke through. So prayer is the means of connecting with God. It's the way we partner with God. It's the avenue through which His power is released. And then fasting is breakthrough to hear direction, breakthrough to find God's help, and to deepen our relationship and find direction. So think about your life. Fast and pray with us as a church over the next 21 days, starting tomorrow. Every night at 7 p.m. on Facebook, there'll be one of our pastors praying and fasting with you, praying together with you, leading you in a time of prayer. Use that. It's, it's there. It's free. It's easy. Use that. So God, today we just ask in our lives that you would move mightily, that you would give us a breakthrough that we need in our hearts and in our lives that we could look back and name it and say, God broke through. God broke through this place for me. God broke through this place for my family. God broke through this place for my work, for my kids, for my marriage, for my spouse. God broke through for my healing. Whatever it is, for financial help, for help with addictions or pain and suffering, God can and will break through. He is willing and able if we submit our will unto Him. So Father, today we just thank You that You are Almighty God, the everlasting Father, and the Bible even says the Prince of Peace. Whatever situation we are encountering today, we can have breakthrough because of prayer and fasting, God. And today, I pray a breakthrough, even right now, that you would begin a good work that you're going to carry out, God. God, in my own heart and in my own life, whatever situation I'm facing, I pray that you would show up and show off because you're mighty and able. You're strong to save. You're our shelter our ever-present help in time of need. And God, if ever, we need you now. In, a na in our nation, in our community, in our church, in our families, in our ourself, God, we need you to come and show up. We need you to come and have, help us get a breakthrough in this situation. So today, if that's you, if you need a breakthrough, I just want you to make eye contact with me real quick. Just look up at me. If you need a breakthrough and God can work in your life, 
Look at it. Amen. Eyes all over the room. You know what that tells me? God's about to do something big. God's about to break open the enemies and flood them. That's what David said. God's about to do something great. I'm going to just ask right now. Can we just... This is not normal. Can we just all pray together? We just all pray together. Because I feel like God's going to do something not only right here today... He's going to do something this week. I've never done this before. Can we all just come forward to the front? Would you guys join me at the front for a big prayer? We've never done this before that I recall. But I feel led that somebody needs a breakthrough today. Just let's gather around. Pray for one another. If you feel comfortable, pray with someone next to you that needs prayer. Let's just ask and seek God's face for this time of year. Going forward in this new year, we have several opportunities as a church congregation. We have opportunities as a community to reach people for Jesus that wouldn't normally get it. We have opportunities for healing and breakthrough that we don't normally have. Why? Because today we're learning about two disciplines that can break through. Prayer and fasting. Let's pray together. Father God, today we sense your spirit, we sense your presence and we ask that you would move mightily right here, right now today in this situation, God. We are seeking your face, we are bowing before you, God. We humble ourselves before you and we say show up and show off, God, because you're powerful. You are mighty to save. You are our ever-present help in time of struggle and we call on you today. God, would you break these chains that are here today, God. Even in my own life, would you break these chains, God. Would we bow ourselves before you, submit before you? God, would we submit our will unto you? Would we humble ourselves and pray, God, today, each individual that's here that needs a breakthrough, God, give them that through your power of your spirit right now, Lord. Begin to break chains, begin to tear down walls. I see it happening now, God, brick by brick. For these long periods of time, God, there's been no movement. But, God, these foundations of these walls are shaking. These chains are shaking and they're about to break off. And, Father God, today we pray and we fast and we seek your face that you're going to move mightily in these situations. And, God, you're going to provide miracles. And we're going to name this day, we're going to name this place the place where the Lord broke through. We're going to be able to look back and testify and say, God broke through for me. God broke through for my family. God broke through for my church. God broke through for our community on this day, on January 7th, 2018. Commit your life to Him. Commit your leadership to Him. And God, just like this song we're about to sing, it says, build my life. And we can't do it alone. You're our strong and firm foundation. For more information on Grace Covenant Church, our service times, ministry opportunities, directions, and more, visit us at gracecovenant.org.